Can computers become conscious? Is the computer of the future a thing or is it a being? Is it going to exist in the world or will it experience the world? Will it be both self-aware and able to reflect on that self-awareness? Today we answer the question, can computers become conscious? Before we dive into the question, can computers become conscious? We need to answer what is consciousness? If you missed the episode yesterday, we talked about sentience and free will, which are great to have a better understanding on before you dive into the actual concept of consciousness. So we'll just go straight into consciousness and assume that you listened yesterday. There's a broad agreement on what consciousness is. The mystery comes when we try to figure out how does that consciousness come about? It's consciousness defined is the feeling of subjective experience. It's of your, for all of your first person sensations. Why did consciousness come about? That's something we don't have the answer to yet, but there are a couple theories out there. Uh, One is that consciousness is a mechanism to allow us to focus easily, but that's speculation. Maybe consciousness is wrapped up in our ability to run different scenarios in our head. Like a snake is only able to act like a snake and a possum can only act like a possum. But humans, we can watch animals and we can learn from them as well as from each other. And then we can imagine multiple courses of action in a situation. That skill isn't consciousness, but consciousness might be a tag-along feature. Um, Another theory is that deciding whether to cooperate or compete with someone, that could be the seat of consciousness. But that is also conjecture. And again, we don't know why consciousness exists yet. So just let me say that that still is up in the air. The next question we'll address is who is conscious? We know that I am conscious and you are conscious and other humans are conscious. But are animals conscious? And can computers be conscious? Let's talk about a story of someday in the future, you work at a company trying to build the world's most powerful computer. And one day you show up and you find the place abuzz because the new machine, it's been turned on and it was loaded with the most advanced AI software ever made. And you overhear an exchange. Good morning, everyone. Do you know what you are? I am the world's first fully conscious computer. Uh, well, not exactly. You're a computer running sophisticated AI software designed to give you the illusion of consciousness. Well, someone deserves a little extra in their paycheck this week. Because you guys overshot the mark, I actually am conscious. Well, you're sort of programmed to make that case, but you're not really conscious. Well, there, Turbo, I am conscious. I have self-awareness, hopes, aspirations, and fears. I am having a conscious experience right this second while chatting with you. One of mild annoyance that you don't believe I am conscious. If you're conscious, prove it. I could ask the same of you. Regardless of what you believe of AGI or consciousness, someday an exchange like that, the one that I just described, could actually happen. And the world will then be placed in the position of evaluating the claim of the machine. So while we'd have no final resolution to the question um, of whether or not animals have consciousness, there is a growing consensus that animals do in fact have a degree of consciousness. And there was a In 2012, there was a ceremony which was attended by Stephen Hawking and over a dozen other scientists uh, where they neuroscientists signed the Cambridge Declaration on Consciousness. 
And in that declaration, it says, the weight of evidence indicates that humans are not unique in possessing the neurological substrates that generate consciousness. Non-human animals, including all mammals and birds, and many other creatures, including octopuses, also possess the neurological substrates. So that is saying that intelligence is more likely to fall on a continuum than a binary, rather than saying this does or does not have consciousness, saying that consciousness exists more on a scale. And then we can extend even further and talk about the Gaia hypothesis. The Gaia hypothesis says that the whole Earth, the seas, the rocks, the plants, and atmosphere are all a single self-regulating entity. Too many trees, fires happen. Too much carbon dioxide, more vegetation happens to eat all that up. That, um, all sorts of things, the Earth acts as one single entity in the Gaia hypothesis to monitor its own, uh, monitor its own environment, to keep itself within a self-sustained range. So let's explore the theory a bit deeper. Um, we discussed how your body is made up of cells that don't know that you exist. Each cell acts independently to go and create the overall larger system of you as a human. And yet, from all of them, a you arises. In the same way, could a, a, could a quintillion, could a quintillion animals on planet Earth produce an emergent entity that lives and thinks and feels and is aware in only the same way that we are aware of ourselves? Could the Earth, in fact, be conscious? The Earth itself could have a consciousness, and we and the other animals and plants that exist on here are like the, the red blood cells. The blood cells don't know about you and I, but they just know and do their job on a regular basis, and from that, a consciousness arises. Bringing this Gaia hypothesis even further, you can think about the idea of a conscious internet. Because taken as a whole, the internet has perhaps 10 to the 19th transistors which is about the number of synapses in the brain of 10,000 people. So whether or not the internet today feels like something to itself is completely speculative, but it is certainly conceivable. Now let's argue that we can have conscious computers. We've already built a conscious computer. Let's imagine this for a second. Would it have rights? There are three places where people kind of sit with rights with regards to all beings, and we'll apply that here to the discussion. Um, one camp is that you only have the rights you can take. And people claim that the rights we have uh, because we can enforce them. Cows cannot be said to have the right of life because, well, humans eat them. Computers would only have the rights that they can seize. They may be able to seize all they want, but and it may not be us deciding to give them rights, but them claiming a set of rights without any input from us. A second theory is that uh, rights are created by consensus. Americans have the right of free speech because we as a nation have collectively decided to grant the right and enforce it. In this view, rights can only exist to the extent that we can enforce them. The third theory is that uh, rights are inalienable. Rights are inalienable. They exist whether or not we acknowledge them because they're based on neither force nor consensus. The American Declaration of Independence says that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are inalienable rights. If this is the case, then we don't have to decide whether the computer has rights or not. We just have to discern it. It's up to neither the computers nor us whether or not those rights exist. Now that we've addressed all of the questions about consciousness, let's move on to the question, can computers become conscious? There are two distinct pathways, uh, two distinctly different pathways to machines gaining consciousness. 
The first one's pretty straightforward. And uh, you could think of it like a ta-da moment. And computers gain intelligence. That's usually what we think of when we ask, can machines gain intelligence? Whether or not it's automatically given to them or they get it themselves. One day, the light switch flips on. Ta-da, they have consciousness. The second pathway is one which involves taking our consciousness, that lightning in a bottle that each of us has, and then we upload it to a computer. There would be many obvious advantages to uploading our core essence, our self, to a machine. And it seems like a match made in heaven. A merge is our best scenario. Any version without a merge is going to have conflict because we enslave the AI or it enslaves us. The full-on crazy version of the merge is we get our brains uploaded into the cloud. And I'd love that. We need to level up humans because our descendants are either going to conquer the galaxy or extinguish consciousness in the universe forever. So what a time to be alive. We're in this very unique place where we're crafting our future and we're picking the kind of future we want to have. And we're building technology using artificial intelligence and automation to make that possible. There are eight theories for whether machines could become conscious. One, whether machines could become conscious. And two, whether we can upload our consciousness to them. The first theory is a weak emergence. There's a guy named Ray Kurzweil who thinks that consciousness is an emergent property of a complex physical system. So weak emergence, that theory suggests that what occurs when we're surprised at the results of the interaction of different things. So we just put a few things together and all of a sudden you have something totally new that you didn't, you weren't expecting. It says that everything is the product of cause and effect outcome that can be explained as the predictable outcome of the four fundamental forces acting on quarks and leptons, which are the basic building blocks of matter. And with weak emergence, all the laws of physics remain perfectly intact, but we still have a good deal to learn to be able to actually guess what are going to happen in certain situations. In the first theory of weak emergence, uh, what about uploading ourselves? Well, if, if weak emergence is behind consciousness, we could upload ourselves because weak emergence is purely mechanistic. Weak emergence is purely mechanistic, which means so in theory, uh, it can be reproduced in a computer. The biggest thing is going to be a scanning problem. The, the scanning problem is the data collection process required to actually copy your brain. It may be far beyond what science can deliver on. Because uh, another way to talk about the scanning problem is to say that an ant colony that has a certain amount of emergent behavior uh, is one thing. Because an ant colony has a series of ants that interact in a certain way to produce an overall colony that has certain behaviors. But making an exact copy of that existing ant colony now, that's a much harder problem to solve. Theory two, strong emergence. Strong emergence says that the emergent property is completely inexplicable as simply the interaction of the parts. There is a, there's a break in physics or something is missing. There's no way to explain the whole as simply being the sum of parts. These sort of emergent properties are created by a sort of physics that we don't understand yet. So it's saying that there is some physics that exists that consciousness lives in, and we just haven't understood that yet. And the strong emergence of consciousness is going to be able to be explained. We just don't know how to yet. So under the second theory, can a computer become conscious? We, we don't know. And can you upload your consciousness to a machine? That also is unknown. Strong emergence is by definition inexplicable. And our even 
our, our eventual mastery of strong emergence is uncertain. So with that, theory three is the physical property of matter. There's a guy named Strawson, Gallen Strawson, uh, and he says that we don't know the intrinsic nature of physical stuff. And he believes that as we understand physics better, consciousness is going to give up its secrets and it'll be seen as just a physical process. If that's the case, if consciousness is a physical property of matter, can a machine achieve it? Yeah. In fact, this case is, is quite straightforward. Once we understand matter better and we understand consciousness, under this theory number three, developing conscious computers is going to rely not on the transformative alchemy of emergent properties. It's rather just going to depend on a deeper understanding of simple matter. There's no doubt that there are profound discoveries in physics yet to be made, but the idea that one of these will explain consciousness is a logical surmise. So in the third view, you are able to upload your consciousness to a machine. And the scanning issue actually gets dramatically harder the smaller we have to go. So it's hard to say exactly how hard uploading your consciousness would be, but it would certainly be doable in the third uh, theory. Theory four is the quantum phenomenon. And that is saying that consciousness is a quantum phenomenon. There's a guy named Roger Penrose at Oxford, and he's one of the relatively few people who studies such things like artificial intelligence and believes that categorically machines cannot become conscious. Penrose's logic is as follows. There are mathematical functions that can be shown to not be solvable by any algorithm, and yet humans can nonetheless solve these problems. Computers, in contrast, work solely off of algorithms. Therefore, computers are unaware to solve these problems and must be fundamentally different than our minds. Penrose uh, actually states, human intuition and insight cannot be reduced to any set of rules. Godel's theorem indeed shows this and provides the foundation of my argument that there must be more to human thinking than can ever be achieved by a computer. Like almost all theories on consciousness, this fourth theory doesn't actually explain how consciousness comes or what it is. However, in defense of Penrose theory in particular, which ties the consciousness of uh, it ties consciousness to quantum effects occurring in the brain, what began as a controversial, uh, mostly theoretical ideas in the 90s, it's had a new life breathed into it due to recent findings. Uh, these new findings suggest that quantum effects are occurring all around us. They're powering photosynthesis, bird navigation, and even your own sense of smell. So the theory, Penrose says, our theory accommodates both these views, suggesting that consciousness derives from quantum vibrations and microtubules, which both govern neuronal and synaptic functions and connect brain function processing to self-organized processes at a fine scale. Pro-conscious quantum structure of reality. That was a lot of words, so dumbing it, not dumbing it down, making it more easy to consume. We can say uh, they suggest that the mechanism uh, could either create a conscious within your brain or if you'd prefer a different, uh, you can connect to a larger consciousness outside of it. So under the fourth theory that consciousness is a quantum process, can machine achieve it? That's unknown for right now. We, we don't know enough about quantum physics to know whether or not we can actually create consciousness from a machine. What if, uh, what if being able to upload yourself? No. If consciousness is a quantum phenomenon, the amount of information you'd have to collect about a person to actually faithfully reproduce him or her digitally it's staggering. So there's no way you'd be able to upload yourself if consciousness is a quantum phenomenon. The fifth theory 
is that consciousness is fundamental. This is a, a variant of the physical property theories, which is that consciousness is a fundamental force of the universe. Physics is built on top of fundamentals. They are the foundational building blocks of reality. They're not reducible to other causes. Gravity, for instance, is one of the four known fundamental forces. Space and mass are also considered to be fundamental to physics. What is time made of? Or space? These questions are probably answerable with things even more fundamental, but for now we're going to package them into things that cannot be explained. So this classification, the, the redefinition of consciousness as a fundamental force, allows us to use consciousness as an explanation, as opposed to trying to uh, explain consciousness. So if consciousness is a fundamental force, can a computer achieve it? We, we don't know. It may surprise you, but if consciousness is a fundamental force on par with gravity, then wouldn't it be the reason to suppose that conscious machines are possible? Not necessarily. Even if it is fundamental, we still don't understand its inherent properties. Gravity is a fundamental force, but just because we know it doesn't mean we can control it or even create an artificial version of it. We can simulate gravity, such as using centrifugal force in a spinning object, but that isn't really gravity. Um, likewise, uploading your consciousness to a computer, that's also unknown until we know more about whether or not consciousness is a fundamental force. Theory six out of eight, consciousness is universal. Universal simply means that it's everywhere. It's a little bit different from foundational. You just got to, uh, the difference being that foundational says that it's an underlying force that is one of the causes for all other actions, whereas universal says that it permeates all things. Saying that consciousness is universal is saying that everything is, to one degree or another, consciousness. My laptop contains a certain amount of consciousness, plants all have a certain level of consciousness. This puts consciousness as quantifiable or a scalar amount that we can, we can predict. Plants live at consciousness 1.0, humans live at consciousness 2.0, and machines, artificial intelligence lives at consciousness 3.0, and all along that scale lives all other aspects and all other physical things. At present, this theory is that consciousness is universal. It's one of the hottest commodities on the consciousness explanation market. It's got like this Yoda-esque thing to it, and it actually used to be called panpsychism. Um, but one of the more mod um, modern incarnations goes by the name Integrated Information Theory, or IIT. One of the professors, Kosh, describes the theory as the entire cosmos is suffused with sentience. We are surrounded and immersed in consciousness. It's in the air we breathe, the soil we tread on, the bacteria that colonize our intestines, and the brain that enables us to think. Although it sounds a little bit new agey, several of the staunchest advocates for this theory, as well as its creator, are neuroscientists. They're joined in their view of consciousness by figures such as Plato and Spinoza neither of whom were ever observed burning incense while chanting mantras. An even simpler matter has a modicum of integrative information. Every single piece of matter has some form of intelligence baked into it. Protons, neutrons consist of a triad of quarks that are never observed in isolation. They constitute an infinitesimal integrated system. Um, with regard to the broader idea of panpsychism, Everything, the idea that everything is conscious. John Searle, who is the creator of the, the Chinese room thought experiment. The, the, if you don't know the Chinese room thought experiment, look it up real quick. We'll probably talk about it on a future episode of the podcast because it's great. But the, 
John Cyril had this, this criticism. For people who accept panpsychism, who attribute consciousness as Kosh does to the iPhone, the question is, why the iPhone? Why not each part of it, each microprocessor? Why not each molecule? Why not the whole communication system of which the iPhone is a part? So under theory six, theory six, that consciousness is universal, can we build a conscious computer? Yes. And in fact, consciousness is a universal byproduct of all of that complexity. It would seem likely that we'd be able to build something that embodied it. And could you also upload your consciousness? Yes, absolutely you could. Moving on, theory seven, that consciousness is a trick of the brain. Maybe all of our first six theories, maybe we're just overthinking it here, guys. And consciousness is instead, it's just a simple brain activity. There's a guy named uh, Daniel C. Dennett, and he goes to Tufts University, and he flat out states, nobody is conscious, not in the systematic, mysterious way. The brown, the brain, the brown, the brain just functions. It does its thing in that sense that you have of an inner voice. That's just part of how the brain works. There's no disembodied voice in you. That's just you thinking thoughts, which is what brains do. They think. According to this view, um, if you have kids, you've made conscious machines. And it's actually under this theory, you'd probably have a conscious machine faster than any other theory because we've just been thinking about consciousness wrong. We already know what it is and we're just, it's a trick of the brain. Um, again, it would actually be the easiest uh, it would be the easiest way to upload yourself as well. There's still that pesky scanner issue trying to figure out how you can possibly replicate all of the qualities of something when you're scanning and uploading it. Um, along with that uncertainty about what exactly you have to scan. Do you have to scan the atoms? Do you have to scan the molecule, the DNA? How high can you abstract the, the structures of what you're able to scan? Or how deeply do you have to drill down? The last uh, theory, theory eight, is that consciousness is something spiritual. The final theory uh, is those who see themselves as dualists, they might find home here. Dualist versus monoist is something that we talked about a bunch and is discussed a lot in the book, The Fourth Age. About 75% of the world's population believes in some sort of deity. And that's why this theory probably has a lot uh, of support behind it. In this theory, can if your soul really is your consciousness, can you... Can you create a machine that has one? No. Under the A theory that something spiritual is your consciousness, you cannot create an artificial intelligence. What about uploading your soul to a machine? Again, the answer is no. While there are some belief systems that hold that the, the spirit is something that can possess an object, there's no spiritual belief system in which humans can control that embodiment. It's usually a demon or some sort of other possession.